And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR and heard all over the world now on iHeartRadio, iHeart.com. So if you're outside of the New York area, tune us in on iHeartRadio. Well, we've got Dr. Ed Zuckerberg on the line. Dr. Zuckerberg has been on before about a year or so ago. He is a dentist uh, from Westchester County. Dr. Zuckerberg, are you on? I'm here. How you doing? You are. That's that's great. Thanks so much for taking time on this uh, Saturday evening. Now, now, Dr. Zuckerberg is a, a graduate of NYU Dental School uh, right here in uh, in Manhattan, and uh, he did a dental residency, and he's got his uh, practice in uh, Dobbs Ferry, New York. And this is the guy. This is the guy. He's so up-to-date on all the new techniques, and I heard about something he's using in his office, and I had to talk to him about it. Now, you're using this this device that can create a tooth like a 3D printer. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's, it utilizes uh, CAD CAM technology, which means computer-assisted, uh, computer-aided design and computer-aided manufacturing. And it lets us start with a uh, ceramic block, which we shade match to the patient's requirements, and mill a crown or an inlay or an onlay or, a, or even a veneer or a laminate veneer and create the final restoration the same day that the tooth is prepared. So basically it's one-day dentistry. It, it is so interesting. You know, I was in Manhattan a couple of days ago, and, and there's a, one of those pop-up stores on, uh, I think it was on 6th Avenue, that had the 3D printers uh, now. The, uh, so you could take, uh, uh, let's say, a soap dish and give them a 3D uh, uh, computer uh, design of a soap dish, and in 20 minutes, this, uh, this printer that looks like an inkjet printer would, would pump out a, uh, a new soap dish. And, uh, you know, these, these things are now affordable. They're less than $1,000. So, uh, and that's when I saw that, I said, I needed to get a hold of you. Is, is that similar technology that's now being used to create teeth? Uh, yes, sort of. It, um, the scanning, in other words, in the old days and, and still in most offices, patients who need a crown or any kind of restoration which is not fabricated in the office, after the dentist prepares the tooth, he takes an impression, sticking a mold in the person's mouth, and they have to sit there with it, which hardens in about four or five minutes. And then typically the dentist makes it temporary and sends uh, the mold off to the laboratory. The patient has to come back a couple of weeks later to get the final restoration. Um, now, instead of the impression, we have a camera that scans the tooth. It takes 20 or 30 pictures, and it does that in a couple of minutes. And the computer um, merges the photos together and creates a three-dimensional image on the screen for the dentist who can then craft the restoration for the tooth right on the, on the model, on, right on the computer screen, and then sends the image wirelessly to a milling machine, which we have in the office. And the restoration is produced in about 15 minutes, and then the final restoration is just simply bonded on the patient's tooth. So the technology you're talking about with tooth printing would involve the same type of scanning capture of the design, but the actual production of the end product, the, you know, whereas in dentistry we use a milling machine, they would be using some other form of 3D um, printer-type machine that would create whatever 
the final product there is, is made out of. I mean, ours starts with little ceramic blocks that are little rectangles and two drill bits basically grind those ceramic blocks into the crown inlay or veneer, you know, in minutes. So so that's very interesting. So so it is a little different than those machines that, that I saw because they're laying putting layer by layer on the uh, on whatever design you're coming up with. But this is taking a block and then carving it out, is that correct? That's correct. It cuts the block down into the shape and it's guided the block okay. is guided by the computer you know, program that's created the the data that the dentist creates when he scans the final restoration that he creates online. And my de my guest this evening is Dr. Ed Zuckerberg. He is a dentist in Dobbs Ferry, New York. Uh, do you want to give your office number out, uh, Ed? Uh, we're at nine one four six nine three nine six nine six. So nine one four six nine three nine six nine six. If if you want to see. The future of uh, dentistry, it's in Dr. Ed Zuckerberg's office. So, so now, the material that, that you're using, then uh, you know, what are you making this tooth out of? What, what is this material? Well, we actually have a few different materials we can make it from, depending on the needs of the particular patient we're working with. So the hardest material we use is made from lithium disilicate, which is for, we would select this material for patients who are heavy grinders or have very strong, powerful bites or a history of breaking restorations in their mouth prior. Um, then we also use uh, porcelain-like materials, um, Something uh, called Empress is very commonly used. And then there are also synthetic composite resins, which are created very hard, a little more economical, and all are designed in a variety of colors and shapes and different translucencies so that the dentist can really customize it to the needs of the patient. And we, can also, we also have a glazing oven where we can fine-tune the outer surface to bring out little characteristics that would mimic the adjacent teeth so the final restoration is not discernible from the, from the natural dentition or adjacent crowns that the patient might have. Now, these teeth that you're, you're making, now, are these just, are they, you said they're crowns, but can you make implants the same way? Um, well, the implants themselves are made uh, out of titanium, and those are surgically placed, but the implant has three components to it, the final restoration. So you have the implant that's actually placed into the bone, and then we have what's called an abutment, and we have the crown, the final crown restoration that goes over the abutment. So we can't do the actual implant itself. Those are um, bone-coated titanium, but we can do the abutments and the crowns over them. It's, it, it's really fascinating. You know, I was looking at your website and uh, and give us that website, by the way. So uh, if anyone wants to go to it, uh, uh, they can go right to it. What what is it? Your the URL? Website, yeah, the website is painlessdrz for Dr. Zuckerberg. Painlessdrz.com, and our Facebook page is facebook.com/painlessdrz. And uh, now now you've also got something uh, that I haven't seen before: some laser method of detecting cavities. Tell me about that. Uh, so it's a little, it's almost like a pen that the dentist shines a light on the tooth. It's um, the one we have in our office is called a diagonal dent. And 
whether a tooth has a cavity or not is often something that in early stages is very difficult to detect because there are many early cavities that don't get picked up on x-ray. And with a, with a diagnodent or a laser caries detection, uh, the, a fluorescent uh, laser beam is directed right onto the tooth. It's completely harmless to the patient, and there's no, radi- no radi- um, x-ray you know, exposure or anything like that. The machine actually quantifies the, um, the luminescence or the clarity of the tooth, so uh, decayed area will block the transmission of the light. And the dentist will get a reading, um, say, anywhere from 1 to 100 on the readout. Um, and usually up to a certain number, say 30 or 40, is within normal limits, and anything above that is considered to be tooth decay. Now, there are still gray areas with this, but you can monitor over time. So if something's staying, it's not likely to change over time, or if something's decaying, it, the reading will get progressively worse. So it's something that can be monitored from visit to visit on a questionable tooth without exposing the patient to radiation. Absolutely fascinating. Dentistry is changing rapidly, it seems. My guest this evening has been Dr. Edward Zuckerberg. He's a dentist from Dobbs Ferry, New York. His phone number up there in Westchester County is 914-693-9696. Thanks so much for being my guest this evening, Ed. And uh, have a great holiday season. And... uh, and uh, enjoy yourself on the slopes this uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Always happy to be on the show. And I just wanted to add that anyone who thinks that this kind of technology comes with extra cost, the answer is it doesn't. The savings that the dentist gets in creating the procedure and avoiding the laboratory more than compensates for the dentist's cost on the machine, so the patient should not expect to pay any more for this technology. Only save an extra visit going back to the office. And that's great to know. Thanks so much for being my guest. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle? Over seven years on WOR. And we will be back next week, every week, every Saturday with Noah. We'll be right here. Check me out on Facebook at periplasticsurgery.com. We'll see you all next week. The preceding program was sponsored by the Perry Management Corporation who is solely responsible for its content.